0: race. A group of people sharing the same culture, history, language, and ethnic group. The fact or condition of belonging to a racial division or group. The qualities or characteristics associated with this. This week we're talking with Brian Gregory from the More Than Milk podcast about race in church. We're talking about the divisions, the strife, and how to come together in unity. This is a good one. Let's check it out. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern-day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions.
1: We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine.
0: Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. This is episode 15 and we're sitting here with Brian Gregory. And I uh, just wanted to first of all open this up and say congratulations to you and Elaine both for <laughs> for your graduation. Glory to God. Yep, glad <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's over. Yep, y'all, y'all got that
2: under your belt. Yes. Uh, are
0: mm. you going back?
2: uh eventually yeah i want to so it's been it's been a fighting process originally i was just going to go like after uh right after graduation um but i said no i'm too yeah. tired so hopefully maybe like in a year year and a half i'll go back and give my uh law degree and get a master's at the same time that's so, very cool yes do that
0: very cool um and so brian just tell us a little about yourself introduce mm-hmm. yourself to yeah. everyone and uh you know all that good stuff. So my name is
2: Brian Gregory. I'm 22 years old. Uh, I, I'm trying to see what is interesting about me. I can quote Lion King word for word. Oh my gosh! Uh, that's Yes. Awesome. So it is. It is actually pretty freaky the way I can do it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do it here because if I did, it would just take too long and you know whatever. But Hakuna Matata. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that's good enough. Um, I see. Things is I, you know, love Jesus with all my heart, and I really think that you know. Uh, I really appreciate like what y'all are doing because it's kind of like some of the things, same things me mm-hmm. and Ashton do in terms of just like really trying to like voice, like the trying to put like the millennial voice on the church, yeah. you know, and just trying to, I, I hate like the branding that people do sometimes but really just trying to get trying to like make the church understand that we can't just ignore things or we can't just put things in a back burner so like that's what i'm all about is looking like to challenge the body of christ you know because if it's going to be perfected if it's going to be his bride you know i think that we have we have to always be looking to do that in every way possible and so yeah. that's kind of my stick sh- my stick i think that's how you say it yeah uh you know I have she she's actually in Africa right now, but I have an amazing girlfriend, Folly, of two years. I'm the oldest of six kids. Oh wow. Uh yeah. So shout out to my dad's a pastor and stuff, so I'm a PK and yep. you know all that different <laughs> stuff. I get all I get Everything with politicals. Being a political science major, you get, oh, are you gonna go into politics? Are you gonna run for office? Are you gonna be president? Which I hate that question. Are you gonna be president? <laughs> like that's like literally like if you're gonna be if you're a political science major, like that literally is the dumbest and stupidest question yeah. you can ask. <laughs> Odds are you're not gonna know a president like right. cuz there's only going to be one every 4 or 8 years and it's only been 44 of them or actually 45. Uh, so like that's one thing. And then two like why why put all that pressure? Mm-hmm. And right. then being the oldest son of a pastor is always is always like, "Oh, you're going to be the next pastor of this church." Like I mean, <laughs> not that I'm against it, you know. The Lord's will be done. Yeah. The Lord's will be done. But my own personal opinion is, no, I do would not want to be a pastor. Right. Too, there's way too much pressure. Oh yeah, um, you know. So you get both sides of the of the. Oh, we're gonna put you on a pedestal. man. You're way up there on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I in, in many ways I kind of seek it out. So that's my own fault. So yeah. You know.
0: Uh, so tell us a little about your podcast. Mm. Uh, we've made mention of it once because uh, of a. Uh, an awesome thing you wrote in and uh, that was on our what that was like two episodes ago on yeah. the what isn't community episode. Mm-hmm. So they heard from you so guys, if you go back and listen to that when we say, "Hey, Brian Gregory said this. That's uh, the man sitting in the hot seat right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the,
1: uh,
0: hot, seat. Yeah, the hot, <laughs> seat. <laughs> hot seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like being on the hot seat, yeah. you know. <laughs> so tell us a little about your podcast uh, and I say I may be saying the name wrong. Is it The More Than Milk Podcast? Yeah, it's
2: The More Than Milk Podcast. Okay, I say yeah. that
0: because, like, that's the best way to find it. Is, like, yeah. be specific on the yes. wording. Yes,
2: so. yes. Well, I will say this. When we were first trying to look up a name, or we, we came up with the name, uh, Ashton actually did. And we were trying to, like, you know, find, make sure, like, no one else had this podcast right. out and every or had the name out uh and we found more than milk but it was breastfeeding right so, yeah. yep. so we That's were what, like we no. want to put the in front of it like yep. now, yeah like facebook on the social network when they had that movie it's about it was the facebook at first and yeah. then they changed it to facebook well we're going to keep it the more than milk because yeah. we don't want to be associated yeah with i that. know the that first was, time i
0: looked it up i was like okay we're going to look this up and i was, I was typing <laughs> in i thought it was, I was like, yeah, more than milk and, so yeah, I was looking yeah. it up, and i was like wait a second this yeah. is not the podcast I'm there there so
2: colloquially we we kind of say more than milk but you know yeah Okay. Um but no, our podcast is is um it comes from like comes from like two scriptures in the Bible. I think it's in Hebrews and in Corinthians where just about you know we want to you know want to get past like the milk of the word and get to right. the meat, you know. And so understanding like there's an importance of the of, of the milk uh of the word and like how that helps us grow and be healthy, but at a certain time like we have to move past that and really talk about tough issues, issues that really no one really wants to confront. Uh issues that May seem unimportant, but kind of explaining how they really are. And just like from our perspective as young, educated, like black men, like kind of like, and Christians, you know, Mm -hmm. most importantly, Christians, like how we can talk about issues that are important, but still like seek to honor God in that. And so we just wrapped up our first season Um, You know, so we're going to take a break Over the summer because he lives in Pine Bluff And I Mm -hmm. live in Jacksonville So it's kind of like hard to record Try to get that recording done and everything But, you know, hopefully I think we're going to we haven't really talked about this so when I say this and he'll, you, he'll be like why are you saying that but you know <laughs> hopefully like September October we'll be looking to get started and actually have some uh a bit more episodes and I'm really excited for like what God's gonna do through that but it's really interesting you should check it out uh you know we we are kind of like podcast family members you know like right, in yeah. the same vein and everything so
0: yeah very cool mm-hmm. man and uh so today we're going to be touching on a subject that's probably a super touchy subject, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it to be honest because I love touchy subjects. Yeah, we're talking about uh, race in church, and this is something you came up to me because uh, I, I think we had talked about like, hey, we should do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, like, if yeah, we yeah. have podcasts. Why aren't yeah, we doing yeah, one yeah. together? You know, yeah, and. Uh, you came up to me with this topic, so I'm gonna let you take it away, but I'm super mm-hmm. excited to hear uh what you have to say on mm-hmm. this, and I'm gonna let you open it up because I don't really have much prepared because I'm just really excited to hear what <laughs> no, you have no, to say about it. Fine. And I'm gonna feed <laughs> off of that too. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um I well, I'll just say, like, for you know, first of all, I appreciate y'all allowing me to be on here. We'll definitely have to get y'all on for sure. Absolutely. Then, you let us know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so the thing is like, so let, let's just go. So I was raped. First of all, I'm African American. If you didn't know, you can maybe you can tell by my voice, maybe you can't. I don't know. You know, sometimes you can tell. Yeah, um, but the thing is, so I was raised in an, in an African American church. My dad, before my dad became a pastor, he went to African American church and all the different stuff. And so I was raised in black church culture and all these different things. And you know, I would go to, I would go to like predominantly white churches, but it kind of was, you know, it was like, I would go, wouldn't really notice it. Um, but then in college, I got involved with this wonderful student ministry, Chi Alpha, and it's been a real tremendous blessing in my life. As I started to get in college, like I started to find more things I, I I was trying to find like, okay, how can I address like the things that I'm feeling like so in society about race and like why doesn't the church really deal with that, you know, with different you know everybody has their take on these different things but like i know for me as a black man like seeing like police shootings and like just racism from different people like saying like oh go back to your country and like just all these different things is very hurtful you know in general but then when you see those things happen in the church and these people say that they love jesus you know it's kind of like okay well i worship god As a black man, you know, not to say that that's my main identifier, but I mean, that's part of my identity. And, you know, and I, you worship, you worship God, but it seems like we're worshiping two different Jesuses because Mm -hmm. the way that you practice in the way that you think that this is, this goes is different than from the way that I do. And so I did a whole lot of reading, a whole lot of soul searching and really like just crying out to God and like trying to figure out like, you know, uh. How do I, how like, do I like help the church address like this racial history and, and the racial present and the racial future of it, you know? Cause I think um, there's just kind of like some really interesting things that you can get into when talking about it. I, like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to start it out just like this is uh, so. There's this idea, you know, um, in social science about how black people are more uh, communal and very, you know, very like, you know, so when we talk about slavery, we talk about oppression and things like that. uh, Uh, most, most ethnic groups are like, okay, like this is something that we felt like, yes, it was our ancestors that did this, you know, and things like that, that experiences, but we still feel the burdens of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas white people, according to social science are like individualistic. And so it's like, I don't really have a connection uh to those things Um and things like that. So my question to you is like, when you hear it brought up in the church, you know, about Okay, like you know, the church, you know, the white Christians need to deal with like their the racial history and like, Mm -hmm. in some ways, repent for some of the things that the church has like propagated on Black people, on Hispanic people, and different things like that. How do you feel about that?
0: Well, I think. Well, first of all, I want to say this: We were sitting in IHOP last night, and it's hilarious you bring up about like communal versus individualistic. Uh, We were sitting in IHOP last night, and there was. uh, uh, a table that was, like, an African-American mm-hmm. yeah. uh, table, yeah. and one of the waitresses come up, and they just start busting up laughing. Like, these people don't even know each other, and they're yeah. busting up laughing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sitting here looking at us, like, a, a white table, yeah. you know, and there's, like, this other, like, yeah. Caucasian white table, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. man, we don't have as much fun as they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're sticks in the mud. Yeah. Like, yeah. we yeah. don't, like, they just, like, you guys have this like, way.
1: For five minutes, they were yeah, just, they're just, laughing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. And I'm yeah. like,
0: yeah. man, like, it's, like, a burden to us to have mm. to commune with other people yeah, like yeah, as yeah. a and it's like it's just something yeah. ingrained in us yeah. almost and like i feel like the african-american culture can like never meet a stranger yeah and like that's yeah. so cool i was saying yeah. I was like i was admiring that yeah. first i was like man yeah like why don't we have that? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like where is where are we missing <laughs> yeah.
2: that <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um so first of all like i want to completely like authenticate that on yeah. my on my you know very broad and scientific study of the <laughs> ihop environment <laughs> the petri dish that is yeah, ihop at yeah. 11 o'clock at night oh yeah, yeah 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 and so uh but uh as far as like the cult are we talking specifically like dealing with um i guess like the past turmoil the black culture has been through and like as a mm. modern white man how i've like what, what do i feel whenever
2: that's yeah. brought up in church yeah i, well, I want to yeah i want to know that yeah yeah so or it's, if it was ever brought up
0: in church it, I don't know that it was brought up. I'm trying to think if it was brought up in church. I, so I grew up, my background, I've kind of like jumped around a lot. I grew mm. up predominantly, well, I started as a kid in like a very, very conservative, like primarily white, like very like hyper traditional Baptist yeah, church. Yeah, yeah, we actually got yeah. kicked out of that church because my mom wore uh dress jean or dress pants instead of wearing a dress <laughs> one day. So we got kicked out of that church. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, I was pretty much AG. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we, the band yeah. and stuff jumped around to a bunch of other stuff, but I grew up pretty much AG. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, all my time at, uh, my last church I was at, uh, was, was a mixed culture church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there was a couple of times I'm trying to think of, like, whenever I served in ministry, like, there's definitely some tension there where, um, the, and I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the air. I'm gonna use the terms white and black. I don't mean that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's easier yeah, yeah. than saying Caucasian African Americans. <laughs> I'm clearing the air there right it's now. It's definitely easier. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um there was definitely a time where there was some some tension, I guess, maybe, mm-hmm. because like yeah. so uh the church was um uh, the the staff was primarily white, mm-hmm. but there were um people in the church that were uh I guess like mixed race marriage, if you want yeah. to call it yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Not that we're not all yeah. that, but you yeah, know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, there was some yeah, uh, yeah. black and white marriages. So there mm-hmm. was kind of both sides represented. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely a bit of tension in the fact of like the way the black culture ran things versus the white mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. And sometimes like I don't think white culture can can relate. Yeah. Like Kind of like that relational, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. the way they draw on each other and we're kind of more, like you said, solitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as bringing up past, I think that's more of, like, just growing up in the South that's yeah, been talked yeah, about. Yeah. And the primary th- uh, the, the primary thing I hear with white culture is, uh, well, that didn't happen to them. Why should I, you know, yeah. like, feel yeah. upset about yeah. what, like, I didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, why should I care yeah. about that? Yeah, why should I? I mean, yeah, honestly, like, why should we, yeah. like, I don't think I've ever felt, like, heard anyone necessarily say, like, oh, they just, like, it was nothing ever, like, native. It was, like, uh, it was almost like this discord of, like, we're not understanding the fact that, um, like, you guys understand that's not, didn't happen directly to you. It's just, it's a generational curse type thing that's. Yeah. but there's definitely seeds of racism still sown into that. And oh, it's something yeah. I didn't realize growing up, you yeah. know. Yeah. I was like, oh, racism's dead when I was growing up. Yeah. I seriously thought that. But yeah. I was a white guy, grew up in white. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. have that. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really actively around a mixed culture, whether yeah. that be, you know, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. Yeah. I grew up in a yeah. a private school, I was homeschooled, yeah. like um until I was, you know, older, like, that wasn't really my atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah. so, I guess, like, I never heard it, like, negatively as much as, like, almost like a not understanding of yeah. why. Yeah. Like, why are we still, like, almost like they feel like they're being accused of something they didn't yeah. do. And that's yeah. kind of, like, where, I guess, the perspective that I had growing up
1: well, was. Well, whenever I was in elementary school, I went to a predominantly black school. Mm-hmm. Um But... And so, like, I was raised Christian, but I didn't really go to church until I was in high school, and then I was, like, super involved. Yeah. And so, I've never really seen, like, a huge um, discord between black and white Christians Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But I just, I I guess I don't really have, like, a lot of experience with Mm. that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know in high school... Um, my youth pastor actually took our um, youth group to a predominantly black church. Yeah. And, like, we thought this was the coolest thing ever. And the only experience I can remember is that we were there and they didn't talk to us. Mm. Like, only the Mm. pastor. I don't even remember where the church was. Mm. But, like, the pastor greeted us, but nobody, like, in the church talked to us. But that's really the only experience I've, I've seen with that. Yeah,
2: I want to go back to something that you said and I'll get to. So you were talking about like this idea of like being, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but almost like being uh, like upset because like you're being accused of something that you didn't do. And it's like, well, you didn't really experience it yourself. And I think that's something that's kind of like where so there's two things so there's like this blatant like racist side like and and i'll touch on that in a second but i want to deal with this like this undercurrent of like well i didn't really do it so you know uh you know in the bible like like deals with this specifically it talks about how like you know we should remember the old things that happened in the past and things like that it talks about how you know don't basically don't go back to those things that you know you've done before you know like move on to the future you know um, it talks about how like we're able to bear the burdens of those that you know are brothers and sisters in Christ and things like that and so the inter- the the thing is is like when when i hear that i have sympathy uh you know me this is something that me and my my girlfriend we talk about all the time is about how do you how do you like not make, but how do people understand? Okay, like there's this history, and like yeah, you didn't do it, right? Um, but because of the things that have happened, the gap between the gap between where you're at necessarily and where I'm at in society is totally different, right? You know, and it's not saying, and I think at, at times, you know, uh, the discourse, you know, especially on like TV and CNN and, right. and Fox News, all that different stuff, is that well, it's either one way or the other. So it's it's kind of communicated in this way of like, well, all white people are bad. I'm mm-hmm. not, and I'm not saying it, I'm making over generalizations, right, you know. Yeah. Um, or you know, you get the the Fox News side where it's like, oh, all black people are bad and all minorities mm-hmm. are bad. Um, and then that kind of goes into the church because there's the there are these groups and these pastors um, and just members of the churches that are basically like, you know, we don't want, you know, black people in our church. And there's some black people that are like, we don't want white people in our church. Um, and so that is totally like out of line, out of pocket, like not even correct uh, at all. But I think the thing is, the, the, way, the way that I think racial reconciliation in the church is going to happen is by dealing with that, the thing that you touched on, how do we really deal with this this sort of guilt that we have to th- right. th- that that white people really have to grapple with because of the history of this country when it comes to race, and then black people not to be and not to say like you want to engage in respectability politics or just be like oh well you know I'm gonna like assage or or massage your ego or whatever, but how to call things out in love mm-hmm. and so like right. the 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 body of Christ like is meant to edify and build one another up. Right. But when you when you say like dealing with racial justice, you know, is is heretical. Mm-hmm. When you say that's like not orthodoxy or not theology, then like you're kind of just basically saying like the pain that you feel isn't Christ like. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jesus, you know, Jesus dealt with this all the time. You know, you, you talk about with the Samaritan woman, he talks about you know like there's not going to be this anymore like basically like it's not you're not going to worship in samaria you're not going to worship exactly, worship in jerusalem yeah. It's going to be spirit and truth you know it talks about many times in uh in paul's letters and in revelations how you know uh there's not going to be greek or jew you know mm-hmm. it talks about how the gospel is for everyone to the jew first also mm-hmm. to the greek to the gentiles all those different things and so you know i think that's kind of where we we have to really like train our mindsets for but the question is and 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 i like, throw this back to you like what is it what is so again like i grew up in a predominantly right uh black space and and i'm because there's something you said about how you know when you went to the went to the black church and you know uh what and and you guys predominantly white mm-hmm. y'all went there and they didn't really speak to you which is interesting because of this is that you know most of the time you don't hear about yeah. white people going to black church it's usually right. the opposite and so i guess and you can Throw this back at me or, or whatever. Ask different questions you want to, but I think the question is, is like, how do we, how do we embody like the kingdom, the, the kingdom, right. you know, on earth? Is if it's going to say you know, like, there's not going to be this. So how do how do you think we should acknowledge like you know, okay, yes, you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Latino, whatever, uh, but at the same time saying okay, like we're still like right. Mm-hmm. Well so
0: I think a big thing is uh it's what you identify as. Mm-hmm. Um well for one before I touch on that, I think and this is just a, a personal opinion and mm-hmm. I want I want you to share with me if you feel this is right. Yeah. I think there I mean there's a huge discord, obviously, but I yeah, think the yeah. discord comes from the black culture doesn't feel the white culture um Respects what they've come through to get where they're at because yeah. they've had to work hard yeah. for that, yeah. and I think the white culture sees the black culture as looking as if um they want something for nothing because of what their ancestors went through.
2: Yeah, what I would say that that's probably the, the that's the genesis. Well, not the genesis. The the whatever. I can't even think right now. That is like that's the thesis of the argument, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so like you have the white culture who's like,
0: I don't want to um you know like I don't want to feel like I've done something wrong because like I don't feel that way toward mm-hmm. them yeah, yeah, yeah and then the black culture yeah. is like no, you don't understand like we're still trying to get out of this yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like yeah the there's a reason that um government housing is full of you know like these primarily black families mm-hmm. it's not yeah. because like oh they're not trying to work to get off their you know to get off their bus it's not the, uh, you well, know, I, they're not lazy. Well, I'll say
2: this. I, say, um, I hate to interrupt you, but I'll say this. A lot of times in in white culture, in church culture, and I'm not saying this is predominantly, but the majority of you, like if you look at like how people view, you know, uh, wealth, people in welfare and people in public housing and things like that, they view them as lazy. They oh, yeah, view absolutely. Them, they view them as that. And so the thing is like a lot of people don't feel that way. Like mm-hmm. you are saying, like you saying, a lot of people don't think that, that it's uh, you, a lot of, Black people that are on those, uh, you know, programs aren't lazy. They aren't doing mm-hmm. that stuff because they, the government has made some things where you can't do that anymore. Right. Um. But the overall identity, like you said, right. is that. But my bad, I didn't mean you. No, you're you, good. Yeah.
0: And I think it's like, um, you know, like we don't realize that there was, a, you, there's a handicap there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, people are in government housing because they're great. Grandparents, you know, had yeah. to struggle to get to exist to go to school in a yes. basic area. Like, yeah. you know, there's an educate there uh, up until recently. Like, uh, you know, there's an educational gap there. There's yeah. a there's a financial gap there yeah. that that was put on in place because if you think about it in terms of like time passing, yeah. the United States isn't that old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> segregation's not. not that old. No. Like in the grand scheme of things. No. And so yes, there's still that gap, and I think um, the white culture. Like, things just kind of just migrated for them a little bit. But yeah, they kind of yeah. kept going the way they yeah, were yeah. going anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And black culture had to make a huge shift. And they yeah. had to fight for what they have. Yeah. And so white culture kind of looks at it as like, man, it's been, like, this long. Like, why yeah. are we still having yeah. to deal with this? Yeah. It's
1: like, we don't understand. You know, like, right. there's a huge misunderstanding on mm. both sides. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like
0: if you, like, take it back down to the perspective of, like, one lifetime. Mm -hmm. If you had a severe handicap for 30 years of your life or 40 years of your life, you're only left with half your life left. Of course, you're going to have a later start than everyone else, you know? All these other people out here having full careers and everything, Mm -hmm. you're just getting started on basic education because you had a, you know, there was a a time of being crippled where you Mm -hmm. weren't able to do Mm -hmm. what everyone else was. So you had a setback. And so um, I think that the white culture doesn't acknowledge that enough. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think black culture uh, views white culture as maybe uh, apathetic in a lot of the way. And mm-hmm. I think it, sometimes they are. I think there's a lot of white yeah. culture that is apathetic. Yeah. And I think there's some black culture that plays on the yeah. the burdens of their ancestors. Yeah. But collectively, I think it's a lack of communication and I'm scared mm-hmm. of offending each other. Yeah. Because so often it's hard to have have a civil conversation like yeah, this and yeah. say like, yeah. tell me your heart. Let yeah. me hear your frustrations. Let yeah. me tell you mine. Let's not get yeah. mad at each other and try to find a common ground. Yeah. And I think the church um, is really good at suppressing mm-hmm. the idea of cultural division in the name of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But to kind of go back to what I uh, what I almost ran out the gate with here yeah. on this, but like yeah. what I was thinking of yeah. is, uh, I think that it's it depends on what you identify as. Yeah. And politically and economically, yeah. um, we're told to identify as our race first. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm a white man. Like when you sign the paper, yeah. it's I'm, you know, check yeah. the box. Yeah. And uh, I think in our minds and because of what we see all the time, mm-hmm. we we instantly want to identify as our skin color. Mm-hmm. And I think the church has tried to suppress that idea. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we need to be trying to promote the idea of identify first as a Christian. And if yeah. you can get that on the plate, if you can filter conversations yeah. through the eyes of yeah. I am I'm a believer of Christ, yeah. we are we are brothers and sisters, yeah. you know. Yeah. If you if you peel back the layer, we're the same, yeah. And and like, you know, get to the core of things, which is mm-hmm. Christ in us, mm-hmm. yeah, then we can face a lot of these issues. Yeah. Um, but because uh of the division of race and politics mm-hmm. and uh you know, just our different circumstances in life i think that we we filter a lot of things through that uh instead of through christ and so like yeah. and it comes out really prevalent on social media yeah oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: oh god yes yeah. <laughs> you know
0: because you can say anything on social media yeah. and it's like it's almost like there's this discord or like this disconnect yeah. of like oh that's not really them that's yeah. social media them. Yeah. and then you can see each other in
2: church you're yeah. it's like how
0: are you today yeah. and it's like <laughs> let's not even talk about the yelling match yeah. we just yeah, got yeah. to online exactly. you know exactly and uh Anyway, just to kind of sum up what I was saying, there's like I think churches do a good job of, may or I think churches are, uh, eloquent in suppressing the idea Mm -hmm. of racial of racial discord, but I don't think they do a good job of addressing racial discord, and I think that's where the battle has to be fought. If you look back through history, uh, it's always been fought positively through the eyes of Christianity, through the eyes of like the basic teachings of Christ. And I think we've got to get to that again, instead of just suppressing it and, and letting the political stances push the agenda (laughs) because you know, that that's not going to bring harmony the way needs to be in my opinion. Exactly. But
2: so I think, so you you told me hit on some great points. The one thing that I would say is that racism is sin. Yes. mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like prejudice is sin. And so the way that we deal with sin is the, in the church, you know, is like, you know, Paul says, like, you know, confess your faults one to another, you know, like... Like, Christ is going to, and I think I said this earlier from the beginning, Christ is coming back for a perfect bride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the church is going to have to be purified of all the sin, all the the evil that we have done. You know, you talked about, you know, like, sexual abuse in the church in one of your mm-hmm. earlier episodes. You talked about, like, what isn't community and things like that. You talk about a lot of different things. And, like, all of these things can kind of center around, you know, what. What needs to be purified out mm. of the church in order to really address and in, in order to be that perfect bride? Right. Um, the th- and I think the thing is, is, is that for people like for my uh, minorities, people of color that are Christians, they, f- for the most part, understand that racism is a sin that the church is going to have to get right. out of. Because I know when we were talking on the phone, uh, I think what, last week we talked about how you know like you know the the church was used to uh to uh qualify or to push pu- to hold up the institution of slavery right. in this yeah. country and you know and you know but also it was used as abolitionists to say you know slavery right. is wrong but even and the thing the, the crazy thing is even in that same token of like saying like slavery is wrong th- they were still saying that you know like black people weren't made in the image of god which I'm going right. to get I'm going to get to that in a second um and so then you have you have in the civil rights movement of the '60s, you have white churchgoers and white pastors saying, you know, hey, like, uh, you really shouldn't, you really shouldn't talk about racism, and basically, like, God wants us to be separated. Like, I did a whole project, uh, on Southern millennials in the church, which I we maybe that maybe once I get that fully, fr- I can come back on to talk <laughs> about that later. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I was reading, it was a history, it was kind of a history thing, It talks about how, like, you know, the the uh, that Southern, church go, Southern white church goers basically say, you know, like, our church is going to be white, is going to be Christian, is going to be sexist. And yeah. sexism, that's a whole other oh, issue yeah. in the church. Yeah. Um, but then you also have people like Dr. King, uh, Dr. Ralph Abernathy, like all these different black pastors and even also white pastors and things that they mm-hmm. coming together and say, you know what? Christ, in Christ, there's no race and the, there's no prejudice. There's no room for that. There's no toleration of it. Um, the so the thing is like we have to acknowledge that racism is a sin right first um but the thing is in order when you when it comes to racism as a sin that means we have to repent yeah. and the thing is is that whether you are whether you're black and you've perpetuated racism and prejudice in the church against white churchgoers or you're white or you're hispanic or, or asian whatever and you've if you perpetuate racism or prejudice, you have to repent. Mm-hmm. And the thing is on this issue, not a whole lot of people want to repent of the repent of the of not even just like, you know, the the I'm not even talking about like the big oppression things because right. I think yeah. because some some denominations have uh come out and started to repent uh for for those things. I'm talking about individualistically like the when we when we see that and but the other thing too is you talked about how do we address these things so, um when when you think about like how to address an issue, uh you know it talks about how you it talks about how we have to go one to another mm-hmm. and I think on an individual level a lot of Black people's problem with addressing racism is kind of like you know you they. Fairly or unfairly, and even myself, I've been guilty of this too. Is saying, well, white people should already know. It's been right. 200, it's been 400 years in this country, uh, being like when they first settled here in Virginia, 1620 was when the first slaves mm-hmm. got here, 1619, 1620 was when the first slaves got here. It's been here for a while. They know it's been here. You're taught it and all these different things. But the thing is, is that be, because because the majority of white people don't want to address it. Yeah then they kind of put it on the back burner. Yeah. And so they don't know. And so most white kids raised in predominantly white culture, they aren't going to know. Whereas me as an African-American being a millennial, I know all of this history mm-hmm. right. and even more stuff so because I've read it, studied it, my parents well, yeah, told yeah, And you identify yeah. as And I, mean, I identify as right. it. And it comes back down to identity. And so... You know, when Christ when Christ saw the Samaritan woman, this is, I really love that example of where he deals with, because there's a whole bunch of different stuff about her womanhood, about her status in life and all these different things. But Jesus basically, when he came as a Samaritan woman, he said, I acknowledge you as a Samaritan woman, but I'm still going to love you. Right. And so in in Christ, as the church, kind of like what you were saying, you know, we have to see each other as Christians, mm-hmm. like we can't see each other outside of that vein. Because if we call on the name of Jesus, we call on the same Jesus, then we're Christians. Um, but it shouldn't be to, su- like you said, to suppress the blackness or suppress the whiteness or whatever it is, you know, because that's part of our identity. Right. Because that's what God made us yeah. as, you know. But at the same time, when when you are in a when you're in a setting, so let's take a predominantly white church for example you know when you go in there if i go in there as a black person say okay this is the church that i'm going to go to and stuff like that it should be that we're going to not to say like oh we're just going to let every culture come in and dictate what we're going to do right. but there should be things that there should be things that, you know, help them advance because b- the way that black Christians identify with, you know, their faith is different than the way that mm-hmm. white Christians identify with their faith in a sense of, like, their expression and their worship right. and yeah. prayer and different things like that. You know, there's difference with the way that, you know, Latino Christians and Asian Christians and even Christians uh, or Christians that come from the Middle East, from a Muslim mm-hmm. from Muslim backgrounds, different things. there's different ways that they all worship, you know. And what can happen is... When you're in a a space where it's predominantly one race, say, okay, well, you come in, but you're still going to, like, yeah, you're going to kind of conform to what we do, but it shouldn't be where you have to suppress who you are in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And I
0: think that, like, going off of that, uh, you have the the scripture that talks about, like, you know, what a hand say to the head, like, I don't want to be a hand anymore. Or, you know, what the foot say to the arm, like, I'm not going to be a foot, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, I think that a lot of times we put that as um, your talents and your gifts. But I think that goes deeper than that. I think that goes literally to who you are as an individual. And I think there's um, beauty in the fact that Christ is coming back for a unified church. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy for us to build walls of like, you get a group of um, white people together. And of course, you know, like, their way of doing it, you have a white pastor and a white staff it's mm-hmm. gonna attract white people because yeah, yeah, that's what they're used yeah. to
2: because neighborhood neighborhoods determine the type of church go you get right here, yeah, yeah
0: absolutely yeah. and uh and that's what they're gonna feel comfortable in that yeah. environment yeah. they're used to it it's familiar yeah. and uh you know it's just like hanging out at the family reunion like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, what they've yeah, grown yeah, up yeah, around yeah yeah and yeah. so they're they're kind of you know uh by just birth that's like that's yeah. their accustom. And so they go in there, and I think it's easy for when something else comes in that may be a little different or a little Mm -hmm. strange, it's easy to to pigeonhole that as bad or wrong or Mm -hmm. out of line because... It's different. Well, yeah, it's completely different than what they're used to, and they have this one mentality, and they've kind of built their Mm -hmm. little package around this one mentality. And then whenever something comes and starts trying to unravel that and expose it to the outside world, it's scary. Yeah, yeah.
2: and, and one thing is, like, so you talk about how, how, you know, they call things that are different that are wrong. We, as Christians, and I'm sure you've all has mentioned this before, we got to stop calling things that are different unbiblical. Oh, yeah, because- absolutely. Because... You know, I think whether it's you think about like different types of music, you know, that people might say that's unbiblical or something like that, or different types of activities that people say, and the word doesn't talk about that, you know, and there are some things like racial equality and racial justice and all those different things that the church does specifically say, okay, you should care about the oppressed, about the downtrodden and all these different things. And we kind of like... Just be like, oh, Jesus didn't say that. Or, you know, Jesus is talking about, oh, you know, for example, you know, the, the one of my biggest... Pet peeves, and the Lord has dealt with me on this and on how to see it the right way. But one of my biggest pet peeves is, you know, like the people that go overseas, mainly white Christians, and do missionary work in Africa and African, South America and stuff. But it's like you don't want these people in your church, or you don't want these people in, you know, you don't think that they have something to share with you, yeah, or whatever. But you're willing to go overseas and say, oh, I, Jesus loves you, and all this different stuff. But you don't really say that for the people that look the same way back at home, right. and it's kind of like you. No. I've we pet peeve
1: about that too. About <laughs> I have a huge
0: pet peeve about weekend missionaries. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're that's completely for you. You're yeah. not trying to branch out, and help anyone. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to, you know, have your um, uh, your come to Nirvana meeting
1: basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And and there's. I say that, and like uh, for example, my my girlfriend and Kaya, they're going to miss trip, and like I've been on the miss trip, so I know like okay, they're not just you know like over right. here, like you know whatever. But there are some, but even even in that, you see like this, you see like this mentality, you know, of okay, I'm over here, and there's these little black children, and like I love them, and like they're so cute, and so adorable, and God loves you, and He wants the best for you, and all this different stuff. But then you come back, and then and then it's like you know, it's... It, you're kind of kind of cold, kind of weird towards, you know, black people that are in your ministry. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, when I see that, I'm like, okay, well, you were this way over in Africa, right. but you're another way when you're back home. So, so it's well, kind of e- weird. Well, yeah.
1: even outside of church, like whenever you come home and like you're walking down the street, yeah. like your mind shifts and yeah. like you go back to like, the ways that you have, you yeah. know, the prejudiced ways yeah, yeah. you have. And it's yeah. like, where you're telling these little, you know, black babies, like, God loves them, <laughs> but you won't tell the person you're walking across the street from. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't know why that shifts. So, I don't yeah. know if it's, like, guilt or... <laughs>
0: so let, let me touch on that for a second yeah. because I think maybe that comes down to these little black babies in Africa, they have no racial disposition to you. Yeah. They have no idea of the, the cultural, like, hell you know that yeah. America has been through yeah, 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 yeah. and so yeah. it's easy to love someone who you don't have to be like like I mean this goes back to like uh what I was saying about yeah. how white people think black people are just genuinely mad at them yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah so over there there is no um there is none of that it's like yeah. I can love on this child and I'm offering myself to yeah. this child who has who doesn't have what I've had you yeah. know and like I can pour out love to them and share yeah. Christ but coming back here, it's almost like, you know, checking your bags at the door. You come back and you yeah. pick back up your your suitcase, <laughs> kind of like what you were saying yeah. of your racism or whatever. Yeah, and, well, it's not uh, even
2: racism. I wouldn't even go to say it's racism. It's just it it literally is like this thing of okay, like these black children and like the black people over in Africa or like the Latino people in South America, South and Central America, or Asian people in. Southeast Asian, all the different stuff, they aren't a threat. Right, exactly. They aren't a threat. But here, because, you know, we live in a country of equal of equality, or that says it's about equality. Right. It's uh, striving to get there, man. <laughs> it's striving to get there. It's striving to get there. You're right. Uh but we live in a country of equality. And, you know, when you say, okay, hey, you know, okay, black people, now, now you become a threat because it's like, because some people, you know, there's this quote, you know, like, some people think that equality is oppression. And I don't really subscribe to that mentality all entirely. But in in ways that because when you make other people equal, the people mm-hmm. that were privileged, almost always think, okay, well, this is a threat to me. Right. Because all of this comes down to, all of this comes down to like, it's selfish, it's prideful, Absolutely. it's egotistical, it's it's uh it's sinful. Yeah. And when we act in sin, we will do whatever it takes to make sure that we the flesh will do whatever it takes to make sure that that me being in my flesh is still taken care of. Right. Whereas well, we, because we're already, comfortable. Yeah. We're a comfortable yeah. nation. Yeah. Yes. And yes.
0: anything that disrupts our comfort in society is deemed as bad. Yes. You know, we've like even church has used that to their or not to say to their advantage. The Western uh, ideal of church has even, like, kind of reworded what God has said at times yeah, yeah. to try to conform to our comfort yeah, trap mentality yeah, that we exactly. have in America. The American dream, you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah, comfort yeah. trap. Which
2: we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah, later. we're going to get to that one. But
0: uh, I think that that's, like, that's the key there is yeah. is there's this... Um, everyone's out for what's in it for themselves and anything that try to tries to disrupt that even within church you know Mm -hmm. and you were going back to talking about how like uh when people of different uh i guess like race and religion and everything come into the church i think we touched on that just for a second a a bit ago uh i think it's important for us to remember that we have this Western ideal of church, yeah. but Christianity is an Eastern religion yes. originally, you know, like
2: if we <laughs> it was, were to a middle Eastern religion, right. That, based that, on another middle Eastern yeah, religion. Yeah,
0: exactly. They exactly. branched off from another Eastern, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's history to that. Yeah. And uh, I think like, if we were to take the perspective of what we have taken Western culture uh, and this is like just broad scoping outside of even just yeah. race, yeah. Uh, we take Western culture church and if we were to look at it through the lens of like Jesus originally was in like Eastern world, yeah. like we would realize like he was serious.
2: Yeah. Like there's there's a lot yeah.
0: more to this yeah. and we kind of try to fit our Christianity around yeah. our beliefs yeah. and in reality, it should be the other way around, yeah. you know?
2: Well, you, uh, one interesting thing going back to the Samaritan woman, again, I love that story no, yeah, when, it comes, when it comes to this, but the disciples came up to him and was basically, why are you... White touches a Samaritan mm-hmm. woman. One, she was a woman. Yep. So that's the first thing. Two, she was a Samaritan. And three, you know, she was a woman that you know we would call a hoe basically yeah. in today's society. You know, uh, you know, just basically like going around sleeping with all these different men. That was kind of blunt, you know. But anyways, <laughs> the point I was gonna make with this was that Jesus basically said it does not matter what you come in as. Like, yeah, like, this is your identity. Right. But like, in Christ, like, I'm going to give you a new identity. Yeah, that's about good. In, in, what is it? Second Corinthians 5, 17, it was like, if any man or woman be yep. in Christ, they're a new creation. Yep. Like, all things, old things have passed away, you know, and just to touch on one more thing, I know we probably have to wrap up soon or whatever. Oh, you're good. But, um, I want to go back. There's a story in the Bible where it talks about the Tower of uh, Babel and how, like you know, God says, you know, God says, you know, basically, like if these people are one, you know, then you know, like I'm going, basically, like they're going to achieve whatever it is, you know. Uh, don't think that the devil doesn't know that that yeah. if the church becomes one, you know, then it will be unstoppable in terms of accomplishing the kingdom of the oh, kingdom yeah. of Christ.
0: Absolutely. And
2: so, if if all else fails, if the church gets rid of pride, if the church gets rid of anger, if the church gets rid of strife and disunity, and let's, let's say the devil gets rid of, I mean, God gets rid of everything else in the church. The one thing that the devil knows is that he can use my skin color and your skin color oh, yeah. to divide us. Yeah. And that's the thing is like... All of this is, is that the enemy, when it comes to like racial disunity in the church and like really trying and, you know, there's some, the reason why people call it cultural Marxism when the, when the church, when black Christians or white Christians try to deal with racial injustice or, you know, when they say like, oh, you're heretical or you're, you're anti-orthodoxy and all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's in it, because it's from Satan. Yeah, that, that's honestly what it is. And Satan wants to divide the church in any way possible because he knows if there's a church unified, you know, it talks about how, you know, like the hell should not stand against my church, you know. And so this is just one way, but it, it honestly is the most damaging way because there are, I, and I can't really go into it that much, but in the project that I've been doing on Southern Millennials, a lot of Southern Millennials that aren't religious say, like, you know, or, and Millennials in general say, you know, well, it's it's the racism of the church that I don't like. Right. You know, or, you know, there are some black Christians and some white Christians that have literally left the church and said, I'm not going to my church anymore because, you know, of, of there's political reasons, but because of the lack of addressing of racism mm-hmm. in the church and... If the enemy will use whatever he can, oh yeah, and this is and and especially in today's day and age, with with the world becoming more and more secular and more and more people leaving the church, he will use this over and over again because he knows that this is a touchy subject. Yeah, and he and people know, like you know, it talks about how like you know the world sometimes knows the Bible and the Christ better than we do. Mm-hmm. There's so many Christians when it comes to like racial stuff and like you know white Christians not really addressing it. They'll say, well, Jesus says this is about. Of people of different races This is what the Bible says About this mm-hmm. You know like It talks about Treat the stranger That's in, tr- Treat the stranger That's in your country uh, Better than you treat yourself You know mm-hmm. We ought to esteem Others better, high, more highly Than we treat ourselves Like all these different things The world knows this Satan knows this Why doesn't the church And so I think For me Like the thing is, is Like The church is gonna have to repent Everybody's gonna have mm-hmm. to repent Like yeah. Not just White Christians You know I think every Person Because in, in many ways Like Uh Every ethnic group has perpetuated a prejudice um, in the church. But it's just that, like, in some ways, and this is going to be maybe controversial to some people. I don't really care, though. uh, White supremacy and all these things have been propagated by the church. And the, the church has been used as a vehicle to advance slavery, to advance racism, to advance segregation, all these different things. And so if there isn't a repentance of those things, if there's a repentance of the, true repentance of the heart, then the, then the church is still going to deal like with this racist, with, the, with racism in its, you know, walls and is going to like well, yeah,
0: affect I mean, the gospel. I know? think a lot of times churches use like, oh, well we have black members in our congregation. It's like a, <laughs> it's grudge. like the black friend, <laughs> right? Yeah. I like, got black Man, friends. Man, I'm not racist. I got that black friend, you know? No, it's, I have literally heard a that. a
1: deeper than that. Like
0: recently <laughs> right. I have heard that. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, we're trying to uh, culturally diversify our church so we look more appealing, you know. It's, uh, and and it's
2: not about appealing. It's about it, it's about the gospel, and it's about really making the gospel real on earth. And yeah. Not to cut you off, but I'm just no, going to put that in there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So um, some of this stuff we'll touch on this next episode here we're about to record, yeah. uh, which you guys will catch the week after. <laughs> um, uh, if you had one more thing, if you had one thing that could... Ab- Abolish racism either be on black or white what is the one key factor we need to start focusing on um just it within the church what mm. is the one thing that uh the black culture the white culture Asians eastern whatever it is what is the and obviously that's jesus but like how do we put Dang, that you took my I know. no that, me, but no, how I'm, do we put that into practice like I, how do we identify as christians yeah. first and i know that should be like yeah. common sense yeah, but yeah, how yeah. do we do it you like, know what
2: i mean okay well when it comes to race i think the thing is is you know in on in honor, like i can't give a description i can't tell you there's a book to read i can't tell right. you there's a person to listen to because even those people are flawed and they right. have their own problems i honestly think that jesus was was the most perfect man and he uh did things in the most biblical loving way possible and so if we look at jesus life he he never turned any anybody down. He always spoke the truth in love yep. and he always made time to listen and to hear. And so the thing is, we well, I think what is it in James? It talks about we need to be quick, uh, slow to speak, whatever it is. Yep. About, you know, you know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. It's in James 1. Go read James 1 <laughs> Uh, um, go read it yourself, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it talks about you know basically we need to listen and we need to understand and there's so many scriptures i can run down a list but jesus walked as a as a man who always who always listened yep. who who never was unloving and so in being unloving that means being willing to accept correction yeah. to repent and and to acknowledge and to be able to uh see and experience something different from you yeah. um but at the same time be yourself. Yeah. Cuz Jesus was always himself. He always acting in the spirit of God. And so the one thing I would say to everyone in the church and when it comes to like addressing racism or anything really is you have to love. Yeah. You have to love. Because if you if you don't love and if and if you don't see people made in the image of God. This is what I was touching on earlier is that if You know, if you don't see me as a a black person that is made in the image of God, if I don't see you, Elena, as a woman made in the image of God, or you as a man made in the image of God, then I, I can't love you. Right. And you have to see people made in the image of God with all their words, all their flaws, all their identity, all encompassing, because that's how Jesus sees us. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing that he wants to erase. There's nothing that he wants to get rid of. Everything is, it's all encompassing and it's whole. And- the church has to do that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for <laughs> thank for, just, you. <laughs> for having this conversation, yeah, man. Yeah, I think I, uh, appreciate it. Thank you. I think it's needed so yeah. desperately needed, and, yeah. and that's like our challenge. I didn't say else. nothing too
2: crazy, did I? <laughs> no,
0: absolutely not. No crazy,
1: good. <laughs> uh,
0: if anything else, like, let this be a challenge to all of us to yeah. go yeah. and start having these conversations in a civil and through the lens of Christ and let's let's face this thing and let's let's progress. You love, know? People, love, love people. Love people. Love yeah. people. Uh of course, one more time you can find Brian and listen to uh many more of his um awesome deep insights
2: <laughs> on uh the more
0: than milk podcast. Uh did it, you have anywhere social you want to
2: point at anyone? Um yeah so you can follow us uh either on Facebook or Instagram at the more than milk podcast. Uh you can also follow me on Instagram at uh Oh, I think it's what B. Gregory twenty twenty one something like that. That's not a political thing. That's just I was <laughs> age. It was what how old I was at the time when I made that. Yep. Um and stuff like that. You can make me. You can uh, friend me on Facebook. I always share different stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at B. J. Gregory one. Uh, all that different stuff. So I always have different. Uh insights to well not really insights it's just my thoughts about the world and what Jesus is leading me to say I'm saying insights (laughs) I like insights (laughs) well thank you (laughs) Uh, yeah
0: with that guys um, yeah Uh, come back next week next Monday Uh, Brian's gonna be back he's actually here right now (laughs) but like I said you guys guys gotta (laughs) wait a week and we're gonna be talking about uh, politics in the church. Oh, so, oh, yeah. yeah, we're we're hitting we're all the great <laughs> topics here, and beans. it really probably just gonna flow right off from this conversation. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, that's it, and I guess now we'll roll our outro credits. So y'all got to stick around for those. Just want to say thank you to Brian one more time for taking uh, time out of his day to come and share his heart, guys. If you haven't done so already, please click that subscribe button. We love to be able to keep in contact with you and. Get you notified whenever we have new episodes coming out. We appreciate it a ton that you would take the time out to listen. And that subscribe button just helps you uh, keep up to date with everything going on. Also, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and now Instagram at underscore TRP podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Reckless Pursuit Podcast. And you can find us on our website at TheRecklessPursuit.com. Com. There you can send us an email. You can leave us a voicemail, drop in and say hi. Uh, and you can find out a whole lot more about us. That's where our podcast lives That We have a backlog of all of our episodes with details of all of our guests we've had as well. We thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for for sitting down with us and, and just listening. And I really would love to be able to hear your heart as well. We have a Facebook group specifically for that. It's the Reckless Pursuit Community Um, There's details below in the notes where you can find a link to that and request to join. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll talk soon. This week's episode is brought to you by Cedar Temple Trade Company. Cedar Temple is an apparel and home goods line on a mission to bring curiosity back to the Word of Christ with fresh, modern designs. They desire to not just spread the word, but to look good doing it. Their shirts are some of the most comfortable tees you could wear, and they're constantly adding new products and designs to the mix. Oh, and did I mention that Cedar Temple is actually Elaine's and my very own brand? Yeah, that's right. When you order from Cedar Temple, you're helping Elaine and I do what we love and continue in our very own reckless pursuit.
1: Because we are so thankful for all of you who take the time to listen to our show, Cedar Temple is offering a 20% discount on any single item you purchase. Head over to cedartemple.com and use offer code TRPPODCAST in all caps at checkout. That's T-R-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all caps, at cedartemple.com. Now, go inspire. Mm, okay, fair enough. But yeah.